Welcome back to another episode of the Your Houston Podcast. This is Mario Castillo, Your Houston Executive Director. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel so you catch all of our episodes as soon as they get released. Today, we're talking to Gloria Zenteno, the founder and executive director of Barrio Dogs, a nonprofit she created because she saw a need in her community. She's a native Houstonian that wanted to give back and make a difference. Barrio Dogs focuses on educating people on the importance of spaying and neutering their pets and teaching youth about the importance of responsible pet ownership. We're excited to get to speak with Gloria today and we have a lot to talk about, so we'll dive right in. I feel the liftoff, the clock has started. Roger. All right, we are very excited to be here today speaking with Gloria Zinteno, the founder and executive director of Barrio Dogs. Before we get into Barrio Dogs, we're gonna ask you a few questions just to get to know you a little more. We call this our liftoff segment. Um, so first up, what is your favorite restaurant in Houston? Oh goodness, there's so many. <laughs> but I would say what's fresh on my mind right now is Viarcos. Yes. Yeah, it's a very, more so because it's family owned, it has a long history in the East End and they just reopened and I'm just so excited about that. So Have you been by since they reopened? I haven't been by, but I am just thinking about it all the time. But yes, I do plan on coming by, going by and going often. <laughs> yes, I haven't been since they reopened, but it's it's a fantastic spot. Yeah. The history, the food, yes. everything, it's yes. great. Yes. Glad it's back. Me too. Um, I have to ask you this question. Do you have a favorite dog breed? Oh, that one's easy. <laughs> a mixed mutt rescue. Okay. A former street dog, uh, since we deal with a lot of that in our community, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Yep, I hear you. Yeah. Um, my dog is from a shelter. He's mixed dachshund with a number of other things. <laughs> but yes, wouldn't trade him in for anything else. Great. Good. <laughs> um, if you could have a conversation with somebody past president, who would it be? Oh, wow. A past president? Oh, past or present. So someone could be uh, from the past or someone current. Oh, Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just because he so unique, right? I mean, he was just, uh, you know, what he brought to our country and his leadership. And I felt like, um, you know, we had... Um, there wasn't as much division as there is currently. And so, yes, I think he's amazing. And his wife, too. <laughs> well, you still may get a chance to speak with one of them um, at some point in the future. Okay. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> yes. Um, well, we're really excited to have you here today uh, to learn more about Barrio Dogs uh, and all of the great work it does and uh, what's coming up down down the road and how people can can get involved if they want to. Um, so to start, you know, you're the founder of this organization. What pushed you to, to take this step and create a, a nonprofit organization? Yeah, I mean, every day I, I wonder that myself <laughs> because it wasn't in the plans. I was in corporate most of my career, almost 30 years with one corporation. <laughs> And my husband and I uh, decided to move back to the old neighborhood where we grew up, and it was nearly um, 15, 16 years ago. And I was horrified with the amount of stray dogs, dogs on chains, dead animals, 
And I would go to my really great job in the Galleria at that time, and I'd see a totally different life over there, people walking their animals on leashes and little outfits and drinking their Starbucks. And then I would come home and I would see these tragedies in our community every day. And we were dug in, we were invested, we were not moving anywhere. And so I just said, we have got to, got to do something about this. And I started researching a lot of rescue groups, great ones doing great work. But I felt like uh, for Barrio Dogs, we needed to do something different. Mm -hmm. And that is education and community. And that's how it was born. Um, we uh, People think we're a rescue group, but we do way more than that. We get into the schools. Um, we were just at Yes Prep East End, almost 150 kids. Um, we were at um, Cage Elementary, again, about 100 kiddos. And then we plan on being at um, Garillo Elementary, 130 students this week on Thursday. All right. So we love doing the education work because we feel like uh, the children are our future and yep. we need to invest in them. And then our community outreach, we do two uh, events a year called Fix It. We do one spring Fix It and one fall Fix It. And this year we have it planned for April 15th. It'll be in Manchester Park. And we believe this will be our biggest one to date. We're planning on signing up 200 pets for free spay, neuter, vaccination, and microchip. They'll receive all of that for free. We do the funding. We have partnerships like Councilmember Gallegos this year is giving us some funding. Valero is too. So that is why we're going to be able to do way more than we have in the past. And so when they come to the event, we make sure that they have collars and leashes and understand the leash law and why their animals shouldn't be roaming the streets. Um, we have partners like Houston Humane Society that will bring uh, nutritional pet food so that they know they're supposed to be eating really good food. Yep. And then, of course, the veterinarians that we partner with that do the signups, they talk about, you know, the, the importance of all of that, the vaccinations and microchip, microchip especially now because that's an ordinance for the city of Houston now. So this is April 15th. Um, are there still spots available? They're probably, we haven't uh, broadcast it yet. And the reason is those spots go quick. Yeah. But we're already in communication with uh, Councilmember Gallegos' office. And what they do is they contact their civic associations, their schools, and they get the word out to them first. Mm -hmm. Because we have to be specific to that, to our zip code area, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, if we didn't, we would have, you know, 500 easy coming. So we have to be really specific and target those specific zip codes. Mm -hmm. And that's something I didn't mention with Body of Dogs. We focus primarily in the East End. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Totally understand the zip code specific work. Yeah. We're involved in, in zip code specific work ourselves. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but that's that's fantastic. And, and hopefully you have, uh, you know, 200 folks lined up ready to, to go because that makes a big impact in that area. It's definitely going to make a big impact. And we need to make big impacts because the problem is just really... It's really bad. I mean, we, Body of Dogs, we just celebrated our 13th anniversary and we've been doing amazing work in the community, but unfortunately the problem is still there. And I think that, you know, the animals just reproduce faster than we can keep up with, mm -hmm. um, that people still don't understand the importance of, you know, the leash laws and how easy there is access to either low cost or free spay and neutering and why that's so important. Um, so it's a big challenge and unfortunately it's not 
just in the East End. It's the entire city of Houston, primarily inner cities like Fifth Ward, Denver Harbor, Sunnyside. It's it's a big problem. I mean, the public really doesn't know how bad it is in the city of Houston, unfortunately. And well, you know, you talked about it earlier. Some areas it's bad and some areas it isn't. Um, so you have some people that realize what the, how big the problem is and others that don't, uh, don't see it because they're probably not living that day to day. True. But it's also that, um, you know, these communities that we focus in are low income and they don't have the access and, um, they can't afford it. Um, so, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, you know, they, they just don't understand. I mean, they, they, they need to get their animals fixed. Well, these are uh, innocent people. They'll take in a, a stray dog, and then it has a litter of puppies, and then they're just overwhelmed. So what are they going to pay, their light bill or, or, or their groceries? Um, it's very expensive to take care of animals. It's, uh, people just don't realize how expensive it is. So you, you talked about the education component uh, in schools. What are the, the full list of services that uh, Barrio, Dog, Barrio Dogs provides? So when we come into the schools, we'll do a presentation and we'll bring one of our former street dogs, which usually is great for the kids. Um, each student will leave with uh, information. On, they'll get a coloring book, a Barrio Dogs coloring book, and it tells the story through the coloring book about why you take your dog or cat to the veterinarian, why you make your dog and cat part of your family, um, proper nutrition, and so just all those basics, a proper shelter, and that your dog shouldn't be chained up outside, and that it needs exercise. So they all leave with that literature, but also is important information for their parents or family about who we are, what we can provide, um, not only can we provide free spay neuter vaccinations and microchip, we also help people that are in emergency situations mm. because, you know, unfortunately people will not realize, um, you know, that, uh, their dog needs allergy injections or yeah. got a serious ear infection. Heartworm disease is really big. Those are all curable and we would like to see them be able to keep their pets because sadly some of them will say i just can't afford it so i'm probably going to have to put my animal to sleep which is mm. so devastating so we do help out in those situations too um mm. another project so that's that's our youth and paws mm -hmm. and then our fix it is in the community but something we started as a result of covid is our neighborhood advocates project okay and that came about because we were inundated with phone calls during COVID. People were getting displaced. They couldn't keep their pets. Uh, they lost their jobs. They couldn't. Yeah. They didn't have funding for the veterinarian, food. Um, so we started helping out as much as we could in that area, uh, partnering with elected officials and doing big uh, drives, distribution drives. But the other thing is we realized that people don't know the basic things they don't know the difference between bark they don't know the difference mm -hmm. between Houston SBCA Houston Humane Society what do I do when I see a stray dog what do I do if I want to report animal cruelty so we started these neighborhood advocate webinars and you know we'd have a guest speaker and we'd have talks about um, what they can do and we were really proud that that year 
we got um, several people calling elected officials and even speaking in front of council. Wow. Yeah, in support of some recent ordinances that happened January 2022. So, yeah. So those are the three big ones. It's three programs, our Youth in Pause, our Fix It, and Neighborhood Advocates. Got it. Okay, so that's quite a bit going on. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And that's primarily focused east part of Houston. Um, Do y'all, I know that you mentioned there are other organizations. Do y'all work together or partner with other animal advocacy groups? Yes, absolutely. So if folks reach out to us and they're not in the uh, Easton zip codes, we have partners. And uh, Barrio Dogs has a sister organization called Unity for Solution. Very similar concept to Barrio Dogs, except that it works in other communities like Fifth Ward or Denver Harbor or Southside or Acres Home, those communities that are in dire need of these services. Um, And then there's others. Uh, We work closely with Houston Petsat. They definitely um, uh, empty the shelter project. So we make sure that if somebody reaches out to us and if we can't help them because of our zip code, we're going to get somebody else to do it. That's great. I mean, it's a big city. There's lots of issues and and y'all focusing on one area, being able to direct people to services that are in different areas helps make sure people don't fall through the cracks. Right. Yes. Um, If somebody is listening, watching, and they are really, you know, motivated by by your work in this organization, are there uh, opportunities for volunteering? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so we're always looking for people to help out and just come and see our work. I usually encourage people to just come see what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so our Barrio Dog Spring Fix It in Manchester would be a great one. Also, when we do school initiatives, if they want to come and just see what we do as, as far as a presentation. Um, we, we're always looking for people who want to help us with social media or uh, just any kind of administrative needs. Um, I can definitely put you to work. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Do you have a website? Yes. Oh, yeah. So we're all over social media. Uh, our website is bariodogs.org. It's B-A-R-R-I-O-D-O-G-S dot O-R-G. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we just recently got on uh, TikTok. Oh, that wow. was okay. that was encouraged by some younger people for me to get out there for our 13th anniversary. I'm not sure about TikTok. <laughs> As someone who just posted his first reel ever, um, I can tell you it's an intimidating space yes. to try and move into. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, one thing I didn't mention is, um, you know, I said we're not rescue, but, you know, out of necessity and as a responsibility of our community, if we see a dog or a cat that's suffering or hurt, we're gonna step in and help. Mm-hmm. So we do have some rescues in our program. Um, we have a few rescues currently. Um, we have uh, Rex, who I witnessed him getting hit by a car. Mm. Um, he was in shock and it took a little while, but with the help with some other gals, we got him to ER. Thank God he no breaks, no fractures. He did have to get a few stitches, but he's an amazing dog. He's um, like a border collie mix and oh, wow. so super smart, but Rex needs a home. And then Rudy, we found at Mason Park during one of our events, he was skin and bones and homeless. And he is full of energy, like a young pup. He's gorgeous, uh, kind of a tan um, pity mix. And then uh, we work closely with a lot of veterinarians in the community and Gulfgate Animal Hospital is one of them. And they called me and they said that somebody had left four 
new puppies, born puppies, in a box in their front door. And they asked if we could help somehow, so we started spreading the word. And we have adopted two of them, but we still have two more. And it's Tux and Carlos, and they are adorable. They're six months old. They have all their vaccinations. They just recently got fixed, and they're ready to go. So if anybody's interested in Rex, Rudy, Carlos, and Tux, please reach out to me. <laughs> how, how do they get in touch with you? You can contact me via email at Gloria at bariodogs.org. Or if you Google Barrio Dogs, we have a phone number. It's 281-825-7834. So we're on Pet Finder. Um, we, that's another reason why I got on TikTok to try to promote some of our dogs that we've had for a long time. Um, we, we, we have maybe a handful. We don't get into the, you know, big amount like a lot of rescue groups do because right. we have to stay focused on the prevention side with education and our programs with the fix it. But I just feel like, uh, it's just difficult to turn our backs on them. And we partner with other groups to see if we could possibly get them to get them placed or even do transporting. Yeah. I've yeah. heard about the sending dogs to Colorado and other places. Yeah, so transporting's a big thing. And in the mm. beginning, I was really um, not in favor because I felt like that's an expensive initiative. And it's like we're Houston is sending their problem off to another state. Mm -hmm. And why don't we take more ownership of this? We've really got to get our hands wrapped around it. But in the end, the animals are being saved. And, um, and I, you know, I've transported with some great groups. Houston Pets have, has helped me out before, uh, um, Lucky Dog Rescue, and also K911. So i got to give a shout out to them because they've helped us transport a few dogs uh, to other states. Okay. Um, you talked about some changes to uh, city ordinances recently. Are there further changes y'all are, are looking to uh, help achieve locally or uh, even now at, in Austin, the legislature's meeting, are there any bills that you're pushing for or uh, changes you're trying to make state at the state level? Yeah, so on the state level, uh, the breeding regulation um, is called SB 876. And I was just there and spoke in front of the Senate committee, John Whitmire's uh, committee, to in favor of regulating um, breeding because we have too many breeders that, you know, 30% of the dogs in Texas shelters and in rescue groups are purebred and originally done for profit. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like we need to regulate that more. Um, there's a lot of opposition. People don't want to be told that they can't do that or right. people like to preserve the breed like a Pomeranian. And um, it's just, it's tough. It's a tough battle. So on the Texas level, that bill has not passed, but I'm happy to say that on the city level, we have uh, passed some regulations on breeding, um, and you know, backyard breeders, mm -hmm. flea market breeders, roadside sales. Yep. There is an ordinance for that for the city of Houston. How well it's being enforced, you know, it's tough. Yep. You know, resources are limited. And that's another problem with um, uh, Bark. Unfortunately, not. You know, there's some amazing people working at Bark, but unfortunately, we don't have enough resources or funding that's going to that budget. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we did, we'd be able to really tackle some of these backyard breeders, roadside breeders, 
um, and flea market breeders better. Um, some other ordinances that recently passed, I mentioned the microchip yep. ordinance, which I'm really glad about that. And that just helps um, these shelters kind of reconnect with uh, pet owners, because if not, they're just going to linger in the shelters and, you know, the odds are against them. Um, and then the pet retail stores. The city of Houston has six pet, tel- pet retail stores um, that had to conform to the new ordinance. Um, they were, prior to this ordinance, they were shipping animals from puppy mills into our city um, and selling these uh, dogs for very expensive amounts, talking thousands, and would get people into these contracts. And even if the dog ended up being sick, they're still obligated to that contract. So to, in my opinion, it's a very shady business, yeah. and I just don't believe in using animals for commodity, and especially in a city as large as Houston that already has an animal overpopulation problem. So I mentioned the breeding, uh, pet retail stores, and also uh, the chaining. The chaining, it's gotten more stricter, so if somebody ties up their animal, they need to make sure that they're not out there 24 seven, that they have coverage, they have access to water and food. So that one's definitely improved. And also leaving your animals in um, really frigid weather. I think it's like they can't be left outside if it's like 36 degrees which honestly I think it should be it should be higher than that but that seems it, pretty cold <laughs> I know right but it's on the books and that came about because we had that really bad cold snap it was a couple of years ago it was terrible there was dogs that you know unfortunately did not make it yeah. so it's just really sad I mean we've got to do better for our animals because um, they're part of the community they are they absolutely <laughs> are are there other uh, cities that have programs or policies in place that that work that could be uh, brought to Houston? Certainly Dallas is and Austin. Austin has always been um, kind of more progressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas and even San Antonio is doing better than Houston. So we have a lot of work to do. We can't let them all do better than That's Houston. right. That's right. I agree. I'm a native Houstonian and I, I really want to work on improving our ordinances mm-hmm. and also when able and go to the state capitol. So we talked about how people can volunteer, but as a nonprofit, you know, we all know um, we have to raise money as well. Is yes. there opportunities coming up for people to support Barrio Dogs financially? Yeah, so we have an event called Wags and Wine. It's a social <laughs> and it's happening May 11th and we're gonna have it at the uh, historic firehouse in the East End, in Second Ward actually. Okay. So if anybody's interested, it's a great event because the um, the wine distributor is giving 50% of the proceeds back to Barrio Dogs and we'll have some silent auction items and other things, other ways to raise money. And it's a great opportunity to bring somebody in that uh, maybe doesn't know about our work, but also that likes wine. <laughs> Wags and wine, yeah, you can't go wrong with that combo. Yeah, so that's uh, uh, May 11th, and great. it'll be 6.30 to 8. Yeah, but we'll have it on our social media, and again, if you want to donate, there's other ways you can donate. Um, you can go to our website, barriodogs.org, and uh, look at the donate button. And there's all ways you can send a check or use credit card. Um, we, we appreciate any kind of support. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to visit with us. Uh, we've learned quite a bit about your organization and all the great work that y'all do, the east side of Houston. 
this is a big problem mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of uh, work from, from dedicated people that are committed, volunteers, donations. Yes. Um, and, and this is a citywide issue. So it's, imagine the amount of resources that we need, number of organizations, number of people committed to it. So uh, we appreciate your time and all the great things that y'all are doing and, and hopefully uh, some volunteers and maybe even some donations can uh, come your way from, from our podcast. Yay, thank you so much, I appreciate it. Thanks so much, Gloria, for being with us today. We had a great time talking to you and learning all about the different programs and services offered by Barrio Dogs and they're still looking for a good home for Rex and Tux and a bunch of other great dogs. So don't hesitate to reach out to Gloria if you're interested in adopting. They have a wine and wag event coming up on May 11th and a big spay and neuter event on April 15th down in the East End. Be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you catch all of our podcast episodes as they get released. Thank you. Thank you.